I travel around the United States in my RV, meeting real people who share the same love for racing. If you are into RV life or a fan of racing cars, follow along. I am here with Chris Kern, and we are inside of uh, one of the facility buildings here at uh, Ozarks International Raceway. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we are at an SCCA race weekend. Yeah. And you work with the SCCA. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about maybe all the, all the things you do for the SCCA? Well, I started a long time ago in this, and I've worked my way through multiple specialties, and now I'm the race chairman for the local division. Okay. Um, my, ra my race day duties are complex sometimes. Sometimes they're pretty calm, like right now. Um, I, have to, I have to set up corner station personnel. I have to make sure the medical's on site, uh, tech's on site. Then I've got to make sure everybody gets fed, watered, adult beverages at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. How, how many people, uh, I know there's about 60 cars here, is that right? Yeah, this about 60. How many, how many people are volunteering and working this? Well, I, I have, oh, I got about 85 on site right now, oh maybe a little God. bit more. How, what's the breakdown, because I'm so curious. Well, you get, there's 32 out on the corner stations right now. Okay. Um, there's four in tech, three in control, not counting all the stewards for their specialties and that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's spread out all the way across. I've got hospitality people. So it's a full slate. Now, how far do people travel to do this work? Well, we get, I've got one of my pace car drivers is from down around Dallas. Okay. I've got people all over Kansas City, Missouri, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Iowa down here this weekend. Where are you from? Kansas City. Okay, cool. So how far is that from here? Two and a half hours? Yeah, about two and a half towing. Okay. Um, do you get here often? Well, the SCCA only has one event a year here right now. Yeah. I have been known to come down here and participate in other sanctioning body events. You know, yeah. NASA and the rest of them come down here. Uh, they've got a big vintage event coming up here in the fall. Do you come, come to race for those, or do you come I, to... I come to do the sa safety, admin, whatever I, I might be needing to do. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't get... I don't, I don't have the income to go racing like these people do, yeah, so yeah. I do the next best thing. Yeah, well, y you and I are in the same boat, you know, at least this year. I raced for two years, mm -hmm. and uh, I just... I can't afford it this year, so taking the year off to focus on the podcast and the YouTube. <laughs> but I get to a lot of the tracks and I get to meet a lot of the well, people. Well, I get to run around and do a lot of things. Um, I get track time. Yeah. Sometimes I, as first responder, I get more track time than the drivers do, depending on how the weekend's going. You know, it, so far this weekend, I, it's just been my bad luck. Every time I go out to like a corner to get some footage, <laughs> there's a black flag. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't had too much luck this time. Well, so. well, this track's a little more complicated than the average trap track road course you'll see. Mm -hmm. It's been described as the uh, Nuremberg style track. Yeah, yeah. L lots of turns and no real straightaways. I got to uh, ride in the 
pickup truck with JR yesterday. <laughs> I bet that was an eye opener. <laughs> he, uh, he, was, he was pushing it, and he probably wasn't even pushing it. Yeah. I mean, it, we were, were doing over 100 in the roller coaster, and uh, it was something else. I One, I'd never been on a pickup truck on yeah. a racetrack, and I sure as heck never been on one that bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, you ought to try it in a one-ton dually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a little intimidating. <laughs> So have, have you, um, when's the last time that you did race? Oh, it's 20 years. Yeah. And what, what did you used to well, race? Well, I, I had a couple opportunities in a Formula V. Okay. And it just, it was fun. It was eye-opening, but you don't, didn't have the money. Yeah. And I was working, I was doing almost exclusively safety and as a, corner marshal you're closer the only person closer to the action is the driver right yep so you've probably seen a lot of crazy stuff up close over over the years yeah i've seen quite a few because i'm about 40 years into this now so a any anything that uh, that's worth sharing with some of the folks just to kind of give them a sense for what what's possible like right where you're you're so front and center for those things. yeah there there's all sorts of possibilities for somebody to come in we had two people that showed up this morning that were brand new to it they just joined the club two weeks ago okay and they they were all full of energy and stuff they're working the grid today okay you know and there, there's just endless opportunities if somebody wanted to come out and do it i mean my my portion was I grew up in the flag and comet group so you know I've been out chasing cars for a long time now yeah so is there is there kind of a natural progression of education and positions that one would go through like you said you stepped through a lot of yeah. things well the, the best education is hands-on every year we do what we call a crash fire rescue school well every two years right now and we'll bring people in and we'll teach them the basics of how to work a corner station. We also talk about communications and then we'll have tech people there to kind of talk about what they have to do and stuff and try to recruit. You know, but our best tool is get our word out that we're having these events and tell people they're more than welcome, come on out. Because yep. if I can get you out here, I can probably get you to come back. Yeah. Yeah, one way or the other. there's a lot of stuff going on. Now, some of these corners um, may have one person working and some have two, or how does that work? By the book, we're supposed to have two per station. Yep. But we are allowed to, as long as we have good eyesight, line of sight and stuff like that, we can put a single in there because our numbers are dwindling. Yeah. You know, like everybody else, we're all screaming for help. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we can do some things to make it work. This facility has cameras on every turn going fore and aft. And so we have a backup line of sight with the camera system and it has electronic flags. So you know, we, we could work, we can make the best out of it. Yeah, I've seen the upstairs here uh, or the other building, <laughs> the control center with must be 400 cameras. And <laughs> it seems like it when you're in there looking, doesn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, but this is, there, there's a lot of unique features about this. I, it was like 1,400 feet of climbing in yeah, four the miles. elevation change out here is incredible. Yeah, I mean it's up and down and up and down, but there's some there's some huge climbs and drops. Yeah, there's some big ups and a couple of big downs yeah. out there, but it's just like I said, 
It's an amazing facility. It's an yep. amazing track to drive. They've got one natural feature that they didn't plan on, and I think that's the eagle's nest. I'm sorry? Have you heard about the eagle's nest? Yeah. 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 We've actually seen Mama Eagle a couple of times. Yeah. It is amazing right near next to it. It is so huge. I didn't know it. It's like the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. But they, they've been nesting there for a while, evidently. And yeah. JR was told when he was building it, you got to give him a little, give him a little room. Yeah. Um, I noticed when I was here the first night on Thursday, just for load in, that, I mean, we're in a wooded area here. <laughs> so you're going to get, you know, um, deer sometimes. Have, yeah. have you seen? Quite a, quite a few deer. Do you have, have you seen any instances where they we, were? We have not had any deer contact. Yep. We've had some close calls. Yeah. But we've not actually hit one yet. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, hitting one's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so this weekend we've got uh, time trials and the road racing. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Does how many sessions do time trials usually get throughout the weekend? Well, they're get, they're getting they they have a required amount of time they must get, mm -hmm. and they get twenty minute sessions, three of them a day per each of their groups. Okay, now um, road racing is is pr primarily what you've been involved with, or some of the well, other formats uh, too. I've been I've been dealing with the TT group and stuff too. Yep, TT road racing. Is, what? What about like autocross or? I've been known to go stand out and shag cones at an autocross. Okay. Slip a helmet on and go and go for a drive. I mean, I also do track night in America and some rally cross. So keeps me busy. Yeah. What What do you think about the club in general? I mean, I know you said for workers, it's been difficult finding people, right? Mm -hmm. But overall, the health and wellness. The health of the, of the club. club is good. Yeah. We we're getting new members all the time. In the last count, I think we're right around 60,000. Okay. But we, you know, there's so many things to do within the club and others, it's hard to find volunteers to come out and help support the event by making sure it can be run. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where the problem is. Solo's, solo and rallycross are very healthy. Road racing, honestly, in the Midwest, it's got some issues that we got to work through. Yeah. But it's kind of, it's not a cheap sport. Yeah, no. It's not, not everybody can afford to do it in the way the economy and everything else is right now. Yeah. So you you kind of have to understand it. Yep. Um, do you have any favorite tracks that you've been to that you just really enjoy? Well, Howlett, Oklahoma is, is high on my list. Now, why it's, is that? It, it's a fun, more, fa it's a family, you know, it's a small track. Yeah, yeah. And you're all together, you get 140 cars down there and you're packed in like sardines and stuff, yeah. but you know, it's just, they welcome you in and you, it's the camaraderie. Everybody's packed in there together. So, you know, we all just hang out and have a good time. You know, and come, you, you come for the, you, you come to watch the cars, but you come for the people more. Somebody, somebody coined this, I'll tell you who it was. It was a guy named Homer, mm -hmm. who was the announcer, a commentator for um, several drag races, and one of them is the um, U.S. Junior Nationals. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I like the phrase, is that people come and originally, and I'm paraphrasing this, people come originally for the races, mm -hmm. but they continue to come because of the faces. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. We, 
We're a big family, really. Yeah. A little bit dysfunctional sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We're All families big, are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're just a big family having fun. Um, the other thing that's you know great about Howlett is at 7 a.m. I think it's 7 a.m. You always get a wake-up call. Yeah, well, we won't discuss the chicken song. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be there for a while. Yeah, well, it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Have you have you uh, worked or um, been an observer in any other format of races uh, that are just totally different than this kind of stuff? Well, not different, but not. So much. I've done some pro races. Uh -huh. I've worked some of the pro street races mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And that it's a whole different atmosphere and a whole different way to work a race. But for other disciplines, I like to go watch dirt tracks. Yeah. You know things like that. I've been known to go to the drag races and watch them for a while. You know things like that. But I don't participate in the same way. Yeah. So, drag dirt races. I've not been to one. So what? What is the atmosphere like at a dirt race versus like other? It's just a bunch of good old boys having fun. Yeah. You know, in the stands and out on the course, flinging dirt and having fun. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's the atmosphere. Yeah. It's it just, everybody's having fun. They all have their team they're rooting for and stuff like that. And they get a little rowdy about it, but you know, that's all part of it. Yeah. Are there any drivers that um, you know you've worked safety for or been at a track with where they just they just really impressed you with their with their driving? Oh, I, I've seen over the years. I've seen probably some of the best road racers in the states. Yeah. You know, it just none of them really stand out more than the other. They were all good in their own disciplines. I mean, I saw Mark Donahue drive. I've seen you know Sam Posey, Dorsey Schrader for a local guy. Um, you know, just Bob Tullius. I mean, we could go on and name name an hour's worth of yeah. names there. Yeah. Just because I've been at it too, so long. Yep. Well, what's your plans going forward? Continue doing what I do as long as I can. Yeah. I mean, it's. I love the sport and I love what I do. I have to. I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be doing it. But you know, it's just. I hope I got another 10, 15 years in me at least. Cool. We'll see how it was, racing's changing right now. Everything's kind of in flux, so. We'll what do you think the happens. biggest change is going to be in racing? Probably the way we staff events. The racing will go on, the internal combustion engine will keep going. We'll see electric eventually. Not so much right now, but it's, it's coming. But I think on my side of the track, the big changes are just gonna be how we staff it. You know? Is it gonna be like more automated, you think? Well, it's going to be, this track has automated flags and things like that that they can control from the control room. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, right now, I don't think it's a great system. You need eyes on it there to, as you know, a picture's one dimensional. Yeah. You need yeah. to be able to get some depth and get, explain things a little bit. Mm -hmm. Picture doesn't tell it. So we're, we're working through those things, but it's going to come down to, uh, if I can't find volunteers to go out and do what we do, we're gonna have to find. We're gonna have to get technology involved if we yeah. want to continue racing cars. Yep. Um, I was gonna ask you one thing we talked about earlier, and that had to do with um, emergency crews mm -hmm. for a site. You said you have to organize those, right? Yeah. Is it just like a local EMS or? Well, some facilities it is. Harlan Park, Topeka, we contract through the local EMS. 
and we handle everything in-house and they're, they're, they're our number two level. Okay. Like, here, JR has a medical staff. Okay. He has rapid response people. He's got everything ready to go. Yep. So it's a little different setting it up here versus Howlett, Topeka. Have you been to Eagles Canyon Ranch? No, I have not been down there. Okay. I, uh, something strange has happened the two years I raced there. Um, the ambulance was about 45 minutes late for the day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how does that happen twice? <laughs> well, we, we see that happen occasionally. Uh -huh. And usually it's because they have a staffing problem or they've got a big wreck out on the highway and couldn't free up the vehicle. Yeah. And that creates all sorts of headaches at, at the organizational level because we yeah. can't run without an ambulance on site. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, yeah we're no. we, we got to sit there and wait. Yep. Makes drivers crazy. It makes staff crazy, but not much we can do about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate your time. Um, are you going to be doing any kind of pace car work? I saw you have that beautiful... Uh, that big old heavy dually out that, there doing laps. Is that what you're doing laps in? Well, I, we have some new people who have never been here. Uh -huh. And when we get a break, I'll take them and do a couple of quick laps so they can see the track. Yeah. yeah. Give them an idea what's going on. Typically, I'll get pace car time sometime during the day. Sometimes at some tracks, we'll do a lunch run. Yep. And everybody can just get in their street cars and go out do laps behind a pace car and I'll, I'll leave them for a while. What about that fluorescent Camaro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chevy calls it shocking and saying, you got it right. Um, but you know, we do things like that. I've been known to just go run laps sometimes during lunch break. Hey, I'm gonna go run a few laps, be back. Okay, don't crash, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I asked JR, I said, when are you gonna open this up to, to bicycles? I wanna ride my bicycle on it. <laughs> It wouldn't be easy, but um, this is such an incredible looking place. Yeah. So. Oh, it's great. And he's made monster improvements from last year to this year. Yeah. And I know he's got some great plans going forward. Yeah. So hopefully it'll all work and we'll have an A1 facility here in another year or two to go it, racing. So right now, uh, was it the track tested out by some pro sanctioning body at some point in time and they were wanting to hold off? They wanted to hold off. There were some things that need to be done uh -huh. to the track and he's worked on that. And it, it's just a process. It's yeah. a growing process. Yeah. I know he wants to get the MC teams down here. Mm -hmm. Some have practiced and done some practice time down here. IndyCar practice here, but I, it's not, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite that style of facility. Yep. But yeah. if you know, a couple of IMSA trips through here during the summer would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. It used to come, IMSA used to come to Topeka every year and it was great. It was a, that was a blast week. And then we tried them at Kansas Speedway and that, it, they didn't really like that course. So yeah. that went away and yeah. now we're kind of hopeful we can get some pro events down here. Yeah. Well, it was an adventure again here, that's for sure. I, I'm, I'm new at towing, so that was uh, it was it was an uh, interesting tow. <laughs> but I kind of came from the middle of nowhere to get here anyway. So. Yeah. Well, they did, but you know, they're improving the roads around here quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. what they were, and yeah, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. 
No. Yeah. It gets narrow in some places. Well, you know, some of these people are paid professionals. That's what they do, or they've been towing for a long time. It's no big deal. I'm, I'm just a newbie at it, so it's just like <laughs> just ultra focused the whole time. <laughs> yeah, tough to relax. And yes. Just go yes. On. Yep. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like, but I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag. Thank you.